Welcome to the Run Strong Run podcast, where I amplify inspiring voices from the back of the pack and loudly proclaim all runners count. Without further ado, here's this week's inspiring runner. On this podcast, I'm highlighting the stories of the back of the pack, but I thought it was important to also share my own personal story of how I got started running, being a marathon pacer, how I went from zero to 26.2 miles in less than a year. And now to date, I have run 35 full marathons. I used to say this body doesn't run. The only time you'll find me running is when a bear is chasing me. So how did I get to this point? Why is it that running is now what defines who I am. Like I cannot imagine my life without running. So sit on back, relax. And here's a story of how I got started. So let's take you back to early 20s stuff. And I was out of high school and in college trying to lose weight, tried to join a gym in this um, abusive relationship. I finally was brave enough to leave this abusive relationship in January of 2008. Thankfully, I have very supportive family and they came alongside me and said, we need to get you out. And so in January of 2008, I left Wisconsin and I'm from California. And so my mom flew to Wisconsin. We got back home and I was, of course, broken. I was grieving this, this loss of the future I had seen. At that time, I had my bachelor's degree. Actually, I stayed in, stayed in that abusive relationship, stayed in Wisconsin long enough to earn my bachelor's degree, to earn my teaching credential. Because my mom, when I finally came clean to her that all was happening, she was like, I'm coming to get you and we're leaving right now. And I said, no, mom, I need to stay. I need to stay long enough to where I'm walking away with something. And so I walked away with my bachelor's degree. When I was 10 years old, I said, I want to be a teacher and I want to travel the world and teach. In my brokenness, in this darkest of times in 2008, I said, now is my chance. Now is my chance. I have my teaching credential. I have my bachelor's degree. Um, now is my time to travel the world. And also I felt like I just couldn't stay in my hometown. I was just so broken, needed to find who I was, needed to heal. And so I decided that this was my time to go abroad. And so I went abroad to China. And although I was living my dream life, just very low point, I did join a gym there in China, went very few times. I, again, just reeling from this abusive relationship. So was running anywhere in my in my frame of thought at that moment in time? Absolutely not. Very unhealthy physically, very unhealthy mentally, emotionally, spiritually, everything. So although I have fond memories of that time, I got to see the Great Wall of China, got to do a lot of traveling and all of that things I'm very grateful for. It was a very low time in my life. But now let's take you to 2009 when I come back home after my year of living in China and my family had purchased a Wii Fit for a Christmas present. I stepped on that Wii Fit and my weight flashed up across the screen. And that was kind of like my wake up call moment of, okay, what are you going to do right now? Are you going to continue to live this life of misery or are you going to make a change? And so I decided that I was going to move my body more and make smarter food choices. I did not go on any diet. I do not like the word diet. It's like one of my least favorite four letter words, diet. So I just started to move my body more, move my body out of joy and move my body because I knew that it felt good. Uh, in 2009, after coming home from China, I was like, I cannot stay here in California. I still had some more healing and growth I needed to do. So I went to an international 
job fair. Five days later, I was on a flight to Honduras. And while in Honduras teaching sixth grade at an international school, I actually was joining a gym there too. And I actually went more to the gym in Honduras than I did in China. So continued on this path of moving my body more and making better food choices. And then in August, then I started my two-year contract teaching in Mexico, in Torran, Coahuila. And this was kind of like the pivotal point uh, for myself and my journey of, of where running kind of comes into the picture. It was August 2010 that I started my teaching contract in Mexico. And then March of 2011, so springtime of that school year, my friends were running a local marathon there in Torreón, Coahuila, called the La La Marathon. And I stood on the sidelines. The marathon was running past near where my apartment was. So I went out and cheered on some friends. It was about like mile 20-ish or something of the La La Marathon. And I was so incredibly inspired by what I saw. Different ages, different body sizes, different ethnicities, all running. And I, it was mind boggling to me that they had just run 20 miles and they weren't yet done with this marathon. That moment, I'll just never forget that moment because all of a sudden I went from this body doesn't run to why not me? Why can't I be one of those people? So again, feeling so inspired, I decided the next day, okay, I'm going to go off my first training run. I made it one block. And I was like, this is horrible. This, this hurts. This, I can't breathe. This is absolutely horrible. But I said, each day I'm going to go one block more, one block more. Now, did I first start deciding that I was going to train for that marathon? No, I actually first started training for a sprint triathlon. And I think I chose the sprint triathlon because I knew I was returning home to California that summer because as, as working in education, you know, we work during the school year and then we have a little summer break. So I was like, okay, what, what kind of race or thing can I do when I go home in the summer? So I found a sprint triathlon back home in California and I started training for that. So I was running biking and swimming. The school I worked at in Mexico had a lap pool. So I would go after school and swim laps with my third graders. They would often swim laps around me. <laughs> Not a very fast swimmer, but I ended up doing that sprint triathlon that summer. But wait, before I take you to the sprint triathlon, let's back it up. So as I'm starting to run the sprint triathlon, I knew I needed to run a 5k in that sprint triathlon. I remember when my friends invited me to go out for like a two or three mile run with them. And I was so petrified, so scared because I had never run with anyone. Okay, I put, take that back. I had last person I'd run with was my ex-husband. And that was an absolutely horrible experience. He would say things to me like, what's wrong with you? It's so easy. Why can't you do this? That I was just so scared of what my friends were going to think. Like if I was going to be too slow for them or could I keep up with them? Um, would my breathing be too loud? Was I wearing the right clothes? I mean, just like all these things that that was another pivotal moment for me, but I went out, I, I had the courage because see courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyways. So I felt the fear of running with my friends, but I decided I was going to do it anyways. And I went out and I ran those two or three miles with my friends, survived, and it felt amazing. I just felt like so on top of the world. And it's so much more fun, this whole running thing to share with others. One of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is to talk about how awesome the running community is 
is to say like you are welcome in the running community. This is one of the reasons why I love the online running community like Instagram because running this sport is more fun with others. Summer of 2011, I ran that sprint triathlon and then I returned back to Mexico to start my second school year uh, there in Mexico. And what was really cool about that city is that they had a lot of races. Like every weekend there was a 5K or a 10K seriously, like almost every weekend. And they were so inexpensive too. They were probably like five or 10 US dollars to register for these races. So I absolutely loved it. And I ran like all the 5Ks and 10Ks that I could. Um, So that Christmas in December, my brother actually gifted me a Garmin running watch for Christmas. And like in that moment, I was like, wow, do I consider myself a runner now that my brother just got me a Garmin GPS watch. Yes, even though I just ran a sprint triathlon, I was doing these 5Ks, 10Ks, it was still hard for me to call myself a runner. But I said, okay, if my brother believes in me so much to give me this Garmin GPS running watch, then I want to call myself a runner. And maybe it's time for me to register for a marathon. Because I kind of had in the back of my mind, I knew the La La Marathon was coming up in March. And I was like, kind of dipping my toes and maybe trying to train for a marathon, but I hadn't yet fully committed. So after that Christmas in December of 2011, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to marathon train and I'm going to run the Lala marathon in March. So all of January, all of February, I found like an online marathon training plan and was like, I'm going to do this. Training, marathon training in Mexico, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved my time there in, in Torre Coahuila. I would still strength train. That was a really great time of single life, living and teaching internationally and marathon training. So let's take you now to that first marathon experience. How I felt there towing the line of my very first marathon. Scared, excited, all the feelings, all the feelings. The most I had ran in training for that marathon, I want to say maybe it was like 17 miles, was the furthest I'd run in marathon training. And so I had no idea what the next eight miles were going to bring. I actually ran that first marathon. I think I ran straight until mile 14, I don't know, something 17 or ish. And then from then on, it was kind of like a run, walk, shuffle to get to the get to the finish line. Fun fact about me is I love to arm wrestle, and I started arm wrestling in fifth grade when my PE teacher uh, had a unit on arm wrestling, and came to find out that I was a natural when as it came to arm wrestling. So living in Mexico. My love of arm wrestling came out everywhere my friends and I would go. I would arm wrestle everybody. I was in my first arm wrestling tournament. It's either fall of 2010 or fall of 2011. It must have been 2011. So it was, I think it was after I was a runner. And so people for the Lala Marathon, they would say, corre fuerte, corre, run strong, run. So crossing that first marathon finish line, March 4th of 2012, was a feeling unlike any other. And it was in that moment that I knew that Run Strong Run was born. And Run Strong Run isn't just about running strong, have the the physicality of it, but it's also what's going on in your mind. I knew in that moment that I was capable of so much more than I 
ever thought I was capable of. It was a victory in this is who I am. I'm strong. I am Stephanie Dunlap and I am greater than this abusive marriage. I'm greater than my past. I'm greater than my weaknesses. I am unstoppable. That's what I felt like crossing that first marathon finish line. So quickly thereafter, I was like, what's next? That fall, I actually ran my second marathon and I ran it with team and training. I ran the Nike Women's Marathon in San Francisco. Sadly, that race no longer exists, but I ran the Nike Women's Marathon in San Francisco, raised money for the Leukemia and the Foma Society. And how did I raise money? By doing an arm wrestling tournament, of course, in my hometown in Northern California. By 2014, I ran another marathon. 2015, I ran a marathon PR at Avenue of the Giants in Northern California. And uh, 2016 is when I actually found pacing. So at that point, I had been running for what, about five years? I started in 2011. So 2016, five years after starting to run, I found the world of pacing. And how I found it is I think I was, um, 2016 was also the year I found the Instagram online running community. I saw some people posting about pacing with beast pacing. And I was like, ooh, what's this? And I was like, ooh, pacing is a way where I can talk to people. I love to talk. <laughs> I can encourage people. I can run all the races and not have to pay the race registration fees because we know that those can add up very quickly. I was like, sign me up. So I, my first race I paced was a half marathon here in Northern California called Run Rockland. And I was hooked after that. It was so much fun to encourage people, to meet people, to talk with people, the mathematical challenge of it all. Um, the physicality of it, you know, it's no pace, no marathon pace is ever easy. Even a six hour marathon, it's not easy. And it does take a, a physical toll on your body. It's also mentally challenging to be encouraging all the people around you. And also you're calculating your pace and your elapsed time throughout that as you're pacing. So 2016, I found pacing and 2016 was an amazing year for me running. Actually, that year I ran two marathons in one weekend. Um, in 2016, I ran six full marathons. Two of those were in the same weekend, one on Saturday and one on Sunday, because I learned two about marathon maniacs. And I was like, I want to be a marathon maniac. And so I ran two marathons in one weekend. In 2017 is actually when I started the process of IVF, of in vitro fertilization. Uh, my husband and I, sorry, I guess I forgot, left that part out too. So I left that abusive marriage in 2008, went to China, Honduras, Mexico. While in Mexico, I started dating, um, who is my current now husband. Uh, he was from my hometown. We met when I was home for a little bit and went to Mexico. I said, I really like you, but I'm, I'm going to Mexico. So we continued our relationship. When I came home from Mexico in 2012, that's when we got engaged and quickly thereafter got married. Our anniversary is actually on 12, 12, 12. And there were 12 people at our wedding. <laughs> and fun fact about my husband is that before we started dating, I told him that he had to beat me in arm wrestling. So again, arm wrestling is a big part of my life as well as running. So again, the run strong run name, it's kind of what's stuck. Anyways, okay, so 2017, five years after we were married is when we started the process of IVF. And so as you can imagine, that put a toll on my body with the medicine and then also just the stress of IVF and trying to conceive 
conceive to those who are listening, who are on the same journey of trying to conceive or going through IVF or have experienced loss in this realm, know that you're not alone. And if you have any questions for me, seriously, reach out anytime I'm here and I want to support you. So IVF, we did a fresh transfer in 2017, did not work. We did a frozen transfer in 2017. Um, it did not work. And then in 2018, in March, we did another frozen transfer, transferred in two embryos, one stuck and then one did not but so the one embryo that stuck in 2018, uh, my first child, miracle child was born in November of 2018. Through this time of 2017, 2018, I continued to run, but uh, running started to slow down because again, this process of IVF and um, losing these embryos took a toll on me physically and emotionally and spiritually a very trying time in my life. And then 2019, I was running postpartum. And again, that's difficult because now you have this newborn baby, you have a body that's changed after this, this miracle of childbirth and growing this child and all of that. So continue to run marathons. Let's take you to 2020. We all know what happened in 2020. There was this global pandemic. And then we actually decided to transfer in our last embryo in 2020. And I really honestly thought that this embryo would not stick, as I like to say, like it would not, I would not get pregnant with this last embryo, but we did get pregnant in 2020. And my second child, Miracle Child, was born in July of 2021. And so in 2021, it was just this uh, celebration of one, I was working from home. So that actually was good for my health because it gave me time to go on walks. I was focusing more on myself and, and having a healthy pregnancy. In 2022, it was all about balancing life as a mom of two, which naively I thought my life wouldn't change that much. But it's crazy how having two is different than having one child. My children at this point in time are now two and five years old. We concluded the year 2023 recently. And in 2023, I would say it was my comeback year. I used to say 2016 was my best running year. Now I would probably say 2023. I ran 11 full marathons in 2023. I started the year with the goal of running 12, but throughout the year, some different um, opportunities came up. And so some marathons I chose not to do because I instead uh, went to Belize with some girlfriends. So, hmm, go and run a marathon or go to Belize with some girlfriends. I chose Belize. <laughs> but uh, 2023 would definitely say be like my comeback year. I ran 11 full marathons. Nine of those full marathons I paced. And now the group that I currently love to pace most is the six-hour marathon group. So to put it into kind of perspective, the first marathon I ran in 2012, I finished in 435. My fastest marathon is 428. I'm definitely not a super speedy runner, but the six hour marathon is kind of like my sweet spot right now. I'm really loving pacing the party in the back, the back of the pack marathoners to loudly proclaim that all runners count. So 2024, where does that bring us? I'm continuing to pace marathons, continuing to loudly proclaim that all runners count. When you follow me on TikTok or Instagram at Run Strong Run or on YouTube, you know that I'm all about the joy and the positivity and spreading the message again that all runners count. 
If you run, walk, because right now I do a 90 second run, 90 second walk intervals when I pace the six hour marathon. So whether you do regular run, walk intervals or whether you walk as needed, you count. You are a runner. So get comfortable in calling yourself a runner. Guess what? Even if you don't run marathons, if you run 5Ks, 10Ks, if you run one mile, if you run one block, you are a runner. It doesn't matter your pace, doesn't matter your distance, you are a runner. So there you go. That's my story in a nutshell of where I came from, where I am now. So I am Steph. I'm run strong run. I'm a marathon pacer. I love the marathon distance, 26.2 miles. I love what it teaches you and what you learn from it. I love the challenge of it. And I believe everyone should run a marathon in their lifetime. So if you're here and you want to run a six hour marathon, send me a message. I'll send you my schedule. Let's find a marathon that I'm pacing at. I'd love for you to join my marathon pace group. I am your number one cheerleader. You know what they say? Once a cheerleader, always a cheerleader. I'm here to tell you that you can do it. I'm someone who I used to say this body doesn't run. I'm not a runner. And now I can't imagine my life without running. I went from zero to 26.2 miles in less than a year. I've now to date run 35 full marathons. In 2024, I'm getting ready to celebrate my 40th birthday by running my 40th marathon. I just, I have to laugh because I never thought that I would be here in a million years, but I'm so absolutely grateful for running and the healing um, of running through the divorce, the healing of running through trying to conceive, um, being able to run while pregnant. It's just amazing what our bodies can do. And you are a runner. So I'm going to leave you with that. And thank you for tuning in. Again, feel free to drop me a message um, with any questions you have. And I can't wait to see you soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Run Strong Run podcast. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Run Strong Run or through my website at runstrongrun.com. You can support this podcast through a rating, review, or share. Until next time, run strong and run happy.